Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. And boy, it is just... Uh, the, the stories are just printing themselves, Sam Gordon. Before we get to our great uh, co-host, Sam Gordon, I just want to remind everybody that Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by S or Station Casinos, STN Sports, and is presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Sam Gordon, we barely could breathe after the draft. Then comes the schedule announcement, which we're going to get into that. But we wake up this morning, and we are recording on Friday morning to the news that Tom Brady might be coming to the Raiders. And no, not as their quarterback, but something maybe even eventually, who knows, more important. And that's as of right now, as a partial owner. Sam Gordon, what do you think about the GOAT going (laughs) to Vegas and potentially being a part owner with Mark Davis? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, Vinny, what what a tweet, what a report to wake up to. Uh, this morning, uh, and for Raiders fans who have been following this franchise since way back when, who would have thought, right, that 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 this franchise and Tom Brady would be at this point? Not where, again, you know, we, we know about the you know the interest that the, the the Raiders had in bringing him in to play quarterback, you know, a few months ago and whatnot. Um, but but now as a partial owner, uh, just a lot to unpack there. Um, but from you know taking a step back it, it it makes sense right tom brady did just partner with mark davis the las vegas aces uh with minority ownership and he loves being in vegas he you know he was he's vegas is a city he's in and it, this is another venture that that apparently he's pursuing he has definitely um diversified his business portfolio over the last several years right vinny and this seems to be a, a another you know chapter of that but not necessarily what i expected to see definitely adds a little intrigue Moving forward, um, with given the, the history between the two parties, and, and we'll see how everything shakes out. What do you think? Here's my thing, you guys. Um, anytime you have a chance to bring greatness into your building, um, I, I, I think it's a positive. Um, look, Tom Brady has been – he's a seven-time Super Bowl champion, all right? And 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 just look at, you know, uh, what he's doing off the field, not just, not just what he did uh, on it. He kind of built – uh, a little mini conglomerate <laughs> around yeah. himself. The great ones do. Magic Johnson did the same thing. Um, so I feel like anytime you can bring that kind of a presence into your building, uh, I think I think it's a good thing. Uh, I, he adds some star power to this whole thing. It's a sign, I think, of what people are are uh, how people are viewing not just the Raiders but this market now uh, here in Las Vegas and all the possibilities uh, that that are here. It's pretty much endless. And here's the thing that I that I would ask you, uh, Sam. Um, no, he's not going to be making decisions, right? We know that. But it's hard for me to believe that somebody who has a direct line to the head coach, you know, who is was his former offensive coordinator for years, and Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady paired up to win a lot of big games, not to mention the general manager uh, and Dave Ziegler. It's hard for me to imagine that while he won't have decision-making capabilities you gotta figure he's gonna have some sort of influence right well yeah or else why else would he want to be a part of this be, uh, obviously again but he, you know the, the business upside like you mentioned but um tom brady is you know the most i mean you don't win seven super bowls 
without being one of the most ardent competitors of all time in any sport, right? I mean, this is a relentless competitor. You don't think if he's a part of a franchise or a part of anything with competitive stakes that there's not going to be some competitiveness associated to it. So to your point, it uh, definitely doesn't hurt. Just just having his presence, having his influence, whatever it may be, like you said, the direct line of communication or the direct relationships that he has with now several members of the franchise, given the, the ties uh, between the Raiders and Patriots now that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are here. So it's, uh, it adds some pizzazz. It adds some pizzazz. It, it, again, I think it stamps the market how, how much it's exploded in the last few years and adds you know the most notable, greatest football player of all time, uh, potentially, if this goes through to, to, to what, what the Raiders are trying to build and what they're trying to establish in Vegas. It certainly adds, a, again, a layer of intrigue. Uh, both from the marketability standpoint and from the football standpoint as well. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing: in the short term, um, you know, it, it, it may not affect much, you know, on the on the day to day operations. But you know, when you when you look at at the Raiders and how things are structured with the Raiders, um, you know, and you look at Mark Davis, uh, he, you know, uh, who you know we all uh, hope is going to be around for a good long time, right? I mean, we're not, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but there's yeah. no, you know, he doesn't have a family. He doesn't have children. Um, so I'm not even sure um, what kind of procession plan would be in place for a future owner. You know what I'm saying? So uh, could could Tom Brady potentially, um, you know, be 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 by by getting his foot in the door at this point? You know, maybe he's part of the long long range plan, and that's way off. We all understand that. Uh, but maybe maybe there is a long play uh, here that that could be um, part of this whole deal. Uh, I certainly wouldn't rule that out, Vinny. I, I certainly wouldn't rule that out by any means. Again, it's important to note the, the like much the conglomerate. I thought that was a good word. Just what Tom Brady has built, how his enterprises have developed. Again, especially I think over the last few years, uh, once not necessarily the writing is on the wall because he did play at a high level until age forty five. But you know, Brady knew he wasn't going to play forever. The great ones do develop their brands. That is a thing, especially now more than ever. And uh, yeah, it, it just it, it makes some level of sense that maybe that maybe the responsibilities down the road would transition. I think, especially given um, that th- 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 this doesn't. I mean, yes, the news today was again waking up to it a, a, a surprise per se, but not necessarily when you think about. I guess just the kind of the tea leaves and the way that Tom Brady and Las Vegas have been connected the last several months. So. Uh, certainly, again, not necessarily a position that Raiders fans maybe thought they'd be in where you are now in some ways cheering for Tom Brady. But th- I think the people who historically have cheered for Tom Brady have enjoyed what the fruits of that of that endeavor. Uh, and now he's, a, you know, again, potentially part of the Raiders, already a part of the Aces. We'll see what that means going forward. Are we going to see Tom Brady at practices? Are we going to see Tom Brady at games, do you think? We- I think occasionally, sure. I mean, uh, he's, again, one of the most relentless competitors of all time. It, he's been around football several months of the year, pretty much every day for how long now, Vinny? I mean, is this going to be, you know, this would be the first first season he's not playing football in some capacity. Right. Uh, provided he doesn't come out of retirement since, I would, I imagine since he was, in grade school. So, uh, yeah, I, I, if, I, if I had to predict or guess, I'm sure he'll be around uh, a little bit. He was a courtside presence at Aces games last year. I'm sure we may, maybe we'll see him again this summer. And, and just the Brady and Vegas connection uh, grows. And, 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 and visibility, I think, would have to be a part of that. We'll see what that means this, this summer and fall. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. 
with 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. Yeah, it's, uh, lots I'm going to say about this is, you know, when the Raiders were, um, you know, contemplating and, you know, making their move from, from Oakland to Las Vegas, I always felt like, you know, there's there's certain markets that are just sort of game changers or different. They're different than than others, right? And I'm not saying better, worse, any of that type of thing. Uh, but there's an allure to Las Vegas, much like there is in Los Angeles, much like there is maybe Miami, New York. Like there's a vibe um, here in Las Vegas that's distinct to itself, um, but has some some of those elements that we're talking about in the bigger city, the glamorous uh, kind of cities. And I felt like um, it had the potential to be a magnet for these types of things, you know, where where maybe this isn't, you know, uh, where a Tom Brady would be would want to be a part of if it was in nothing against Green Bay or or, or Tennessee, you know what I'm saying, or or, or Jacksonville or uh, places like that. But Las Vegas, for a lot of reasons, makes makes a lot of sense, right? And it just it it opened the door for these types of possibilities. I mean, clearly, right? I mean, not, not just Tom Brady, but with the way that the city has evolved the last several years, there's an understanding of the opportunity here. Uh, in everything, right? Business, sports. It was already the entertainment capital of the world. Uh, and just what this market has meant in a bigger picture. Uh, it's just, it's just getting started. I feel like, and you know, us being here on the ground when the Raiders had their inaugural season for the Aces Championship, for the Golden Knights Stanley Cup run, you know, several years ago. And now again, what they're doing with their playoff run here in 2023. This is, it's a, it's a, it was for a long time a sleeping giant, and now it's a giant that's beginning to awaken, and that's going to be awaken in a real major way, I think, the next several years. Uh, and this, again, stamps it and solidifies that. Not that not that Vegas needed, you know, solidifying per se, but another reminder of, hey, there's a lot of opportunity here. This is a big deal, uh, and this is a budding sports mecca for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, on the field, uh, things are uh, churning along as we speak. Uh, the Raiders rookies and first-year players, undrafted free agents, draft picks, are over at the practice facility in Henderson uh, for the uh, three-day uh, mini camp. And, and already, the Raiders are starting to take advantage of that opportunity to lock some of these guys up. Five draft picks signed contracts yesterday. Today, they just inked Tyree Wilson, uh, their first-round pick uh, from from uh, Texas Texas Tech. Uh, formerly of Texas A&M. So things are moving along uh, in, in that regard. If you were able to uh, maybe sneak into the facility right now, uh, who would you be uh, wanting to take a look at uh, amongst these uh, rookies that the Raiders have brought in? Uh, definitely, definitely, Vinny. I mean, you know, first and foremost, would love to take a look at the entire, you know, entire class per se. But if you had, if you had, if I had to isolate, definitely the top two picks, right? Tyree Wilson, Michael Mayer, defensive pass rusher, tight end, both, I think, with opportunities to be day one impact players, right? Positions of need, pass rush, and then tight end the air apparent to Darren Waller. Just kind of see what these guys bring. I think Tyree Wilson, we know about the the, the upside, what he was able to produce, and still untapped potential uh, as he kind of adjusts to the NFL and, and sharpens maybe some of the fundamentals uh, that come with pass, you know, the pass rushing uh, position. And then, you know, Michael Mayer feels a lot more like kind of your classic New England Patriots, tight end, physical, uh, can block in line, but can also get out and run some choice routes and, and, and do some do some damage after the catch with his physicality, whereas Darren Waller, more of a threat on the perimeter, 
uh, and whatnot. So um, definitely, I think, a lot of intrigue with those two guys. But again, the whole class, I mean, you're looking at prospects on the defensive side of the ball. You're looking at one of the fastest receivers in the draft. Maybe that uh, was a surprise draft pick uh, per se. But this class, with what it being uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniel's first you know, full draft class, Vinny, I think the guys you're able to get in the first couple of rounds are, you know, could be impact players right away. So definitely want to see what they have in store. What do you, what do you think? What do you think about just kind of the depth of the draft class uh, as a whole? Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously covering the team and, you know, once the Raiders execute their picks, what do we all do? We go to YouTube to find tape of all these guys or as much as we could possibly uh, accumulate. Um, was impressed. You know, I think Tyree Wilson, My- Michael Mayer, I watched Michael Mayer. Uh, pretty much every snap he played at Notre Dame. I am a yep. Notre Dame fan, so I'm not going to apologize for that. That dude was the man uh, from day one uh, as a freshman. So, uh, so um, I was I was pretty surprised to see Michael available for the Raiders there in the second round. I thought he was a first round player. I think that that's yep. gonna, um, you know be the case. I think when when history looks back, they're going to say why did he last in the second round? But that's just my uh, opinion. Um, so uh, I definitely want to take a look at him. Was really interested in Christopher Smith, uh, the safety from Georgia, who I thought whatever he lacks in terms of sheer athleticism, uh, and I know we get fixated on that, um, and, and obviously that's a big part of it, but he knows how to play football. I was actually thinking of him last night watching the Denver uh, Nuggets, um, you know, and watching uh, uh, Jokic just torment the Phoenix Suns and, and you know, athleticism, athletic ability, it goes far, it goes beyond just running the fastest and jumping the highest. There's a lot that goes into it and and knowing how to use your athletic ability in ways that maybe compensates or makes up for the sheer lack of speed or or that. And you watch Christopher Smith and his mind for the game gets him where he needs to be, um, even though he may not have the necessarily the, the blinding speed that other players have. He knows where to be and knows the angles to take, what to read, what to look for. Uh, you watch him on tape, and and I've been really impressed about uh, what he brings to the table. I'm, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if he's knocking on the door of a starting job here before too long. I mean, University of Georgia, Vinny. You know what they've done down there right. the last couple of years? That 2021, 2022, those defenses uh, as good as it gets in college football. So in order to be a part of a defense like that, you got to have some obviously some some type of ability. Uh, and, and with that being said, there, there's a pedigree from that program. That is a winning culture, a winning environment that that plays dominant defense, you know, the last couple of years. So him being a part of that and having that experience, uh, definitely, I, I believe elements of that will translate to the NFL level in whatever capacity. So, uh, I, again, I'm with you. I think there's there's, you know, the measurables. And of course, those are things you monitor and they matter at the end of the day. It is football. It is a physical game. But they're not the end-all, be-all. And maybe, again, to your point, he's some, somebody that can kind of transcend some of those kinds of things and, and use his pedigree and experience to make a difference and, and make an impact, you know, uh, in the secondary day one. Yeah, for sure. And I keep checking my emails to see if there's any more announcements on draft picks. Uh, but uh, as of right now, the only three outstanding draft picks that are unsigned are Michael Mayer, uh, Jacorian Bennett, the uh, cornerback from Maryland, and uh, Byron Young, uh, the defensive tackle from Alabama. But now that they've got Tyree and then five others um, under under contract, I would imagine it's just a matter of time before those three uh, get inked up, maybe by the end of today, maybe by the time you're listening to this, uh, that, that'll already have gotten done. So check Twitter. We'll, we'll definitely keep you abreast uh, on where everything is going uh, for that. Before we could get out of here, uh, obviously big news yesterday was the uh, – was. <clears throat> 
the release of the NFL schedule, including uh, the Raiders. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I hearing some people talk about why is this such a big day? You know, there's 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 uh, people on radio and, and even on TV and Twitter talking about, you know, we've, we've known for months, you know, who each team is, is playing. And, and I kind of cringe a little bit, uh, Sam, when I hear that, because you and I both know, um, you know, traveling the way we do and even being here in Las Vegas and seeing all the fans that come from out of state. You know, these fans need the heads up in order to start making their travel plans. Travel is a very big part of this for the fans, and it's costly uh, on top of that. And so getting a leg up on, you know, what games to go, you know, watch, um, whether they're taking road trips, which games here to come to for, you know, uh, uh, and when, when are they going to be on the calendar? You want to see the Raiders play a particular team. You got to know when that game is going to be before you start booking your flights and your hotels. And I just think that sometimes, uh, people take for granted that part of it. Yeah, uh, fans aren't dumb. They know that the schedules, have been, the, the the teams and the opponents have been out there for quite a bit, of, quite a bit of time. But now is the time that they start making their their travel plan. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's fun, right? It's, right? it's fun to just kind of speculate what the tempo, you know, even before they're released, what the tempo of the or the timing of of your respective team schedule might be like. What games are candidates for prime time? And of course, you take a look at the Raiders' schedule, like right, Vinny. That that was one of the first things that jumped out to me is. Going back to, you know, kind of how we started the pod, A, Las Vegas, right, getting five primetime showcase opportunities. Uh, but B, the, the silver and black, the Raiders, the, the brand is still strong, right? Even coming off of a 6-11 and 11, uh, season, there is still an appetite for the Raiders on national television. And then, of course, the sixth standalone game uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs on, on Christmas. But, yeah, I'm with you in your overall general sentiment. I think it's, it's just fun. It's fun. Yes, we know the matchups. But it's fun to see when, when, what games are going to be played when. Uh, and they're also, you know, depending on, again, the rhythm or the tempo of the respective schedule for each team, right? Like there are football, I, I think there are stakes on the field depending on the timing of these games. If you have a young quarterback, like say the Green Bay Packers or the Carolina Panthers, like you're probably going to want to start out with a softer schedule or with defenses that might not be on paper right now as strong as some of those that you're going to see later in the season. So I think there, there, there is beyond just the overall uh, how fans and spectators, you know, plan their travel and their schedule and whatnot. There is merit for the actual teams in seeing how these games are structured, when they're playing the travel. Are you going cross country, a team like the Raiders on the West coast? Uh, it starts with back-to-back road games, right at Denver, then at Buffalo, which is a five hour flight from Vegas. So uh, I think there is a lot of merit in seeing how this thing goes. And it's it overall, just creates intrigue and, and interest and, and fun for us and fun for fans who finally get to see what the what the rhythm of their team is like this year. Yeah, and last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, the Raiders start the season with two road games, Denver, then Buffalo. Uh, if you are wondering why uh, the Raiders started twice uh, on the road this year uh, and have a delayed um, home opener, well, you can you can you can blame uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, the British pop star, because he has a concert at Allegiant Stadium on September 9th which is the day before uh, the NFL, uh, their big slate of opening games uh, on September 10th. So uh, so, so uh, because of that contract, obvi- I mean, because of that concert, obviously the Raiders weren't able to get a home uh, opener to start the season. Uh, and then the way the schedule kind of breaks down, they couldn't get, uh, the, you know, I'm sure Buffalo had some issues there at their stadium. So they had to schedule the Raiders game against Buffalo the week later. So basically it's Ed Sheeran's fault. That's what we're going to blame. <laughs> no, certainly. It, it certainly is. Uh, Vinny. And when the Raiders do finally come home, right. Who do you, who do you get? 
oh, you get the Pittsburgh Steelers, your maybe number one historical rival um, on Sunday night football. So, you know, the schedule, I, I mean, look, we've like you said, Vinny, we've known these opponents for a while. It, it, it does, I don't think it does the Raiders uh, any favors by, me, by any means. The AFC West uh, is going to be tough. I think the NFC North is going to look a lot different now that Aaron Rodgers is playing for the, for the New York Jets, who, by the way, come here to play another primetime uh, game in a huge matchup. Uh, against Devontae Adams, and then you you have uh, the what the third place games in, in the AFC. So uh, I think a crucial stretch early where you're probably going to want to try and split um, those road games early, and then a gauntlet uh, towards the end of the season where you're getting opponents in five straight weeks um, that made the playoffs last year. You get Miami, Kansas City, the Vikings, the Chargers, and then the Chiefs in a five week stretch with that last Chiefs game on Christmas Day. So there's a lot there. It's but but you know every team I feel like any any team. Uh, the teams around the NFL and certainly teams that are in good divisions like the Raiders are, like Philadelphia, Dallas, New York. I mean, the schedule is going to be challenging. It just kind of uh, is what it is. So, there, But but there is a pathway for the Raiders, you know, to to, to get off to a start and, and, and you know, win, take care of their business at home and and then create, you know, so, some some buzz moving throughout the course of the year. But definitely, uh, definitely some interesting stretches and definitely five, again, five primetime games for the sixth showcase opportunity, you know, silver and black. Uh, remains strong even in 2023 absolutely and uh, of course we will be keeping our eye on all of it uh moving forward and and uh, like we mentioned earlier uh it's it's rookie mini camp right now for the raiders then pretty soon uh, they're gonna be moving into the next phase uh, of otas and uh, we're gonna finally get a look at, at this team here uh fairly soon uh and, and get a chance to see the entire 90-man roster uh, when we get a chance to uh, go see that. And I uh, can't wait to bring all of that to you, including some of the interviews that we're going to have uh, with some of the players and the coaches. But until then, uh, we'll be back here next week. Remember, it's Mother's Day, so take care of your moms uh, out there. Um, Sam, thanks for all the great work that, that you do. Larry Muir, appreciate all the great work that you do. Uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs uh, tonight and this weekend. Uh, I know we're all going to be glued to the TV watching it. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.